You're listening to Good Lad Unscripted with your host. <laughs> Welcome back to yet another episode of uh, Good Lad Unscripted, the podcast. I'm Terry Goodlad. I have my uh, gorgeous, supermodel, sexy, hot, numbing, mind-numbing wife, Anna Tigre, is my co-host today. Oh, you're funny. That intro. Every time I edit these things, I have to listen to that, or get to. I get to listen to that intro. <laughs> that was kind of a dirty trick. That was... That was just one of your dirty tricks. Anna had done a whole bunch of these to get a different feeling and stuff like that. And then she did that one and it was, it was funny. It was an outtake, right? It was supposed to not be there, but it was the most natural. That, it was you. That is you. That is me. <laughs> and so I decided I'd choose that one. Yeah. I, I don't trust you anymore. <laughs> I got to be perfect every time just to make sure that things like that don't get out to the world. <laughs> Nervous to do outtakes now. Yeah. But it was good, well, though. Well, you don't do outtakes on purpose. <laughs> oh, I'm very nervous to do this outtake. <laughs> That's why it's called an outtake. <laughs> okay. Well, we're back. We said we'd be back two days in a row. This is our second day in a row. We're doing one hey, every day this by week. It. Yeah, and, and I kind of like it. I get the half an hour with you of undivided, our, undivided uh, visiting and, and talking right, about things. Right, in our busy lives. That, that yeah. is a treat. <laughs> we had an awesome morning. What we've done is, is uh, since, uh, oh, first of all, first of all, this show is brought to you, as is every show, by blessedbodywear.com, blessedbodywear.com. Why in Canada you guys say blessed? I don't know. I like it. Really? Yeah. What do you say in Brazil? <laughs> you know what? If we were to say, like, um, it, the natural instinct, if the, you read that word, this is the being thing, from Brazil. Just, just a sec. Just a, people need to understand, I think, because I didn't. What? So I assume everybody else is the same as me. What? That we think that I think in other languages, uh-huh. people assume, or many people assume, that there is a direct translation. And the reality is, is there isn't, is there? Not always. No? Not always. Um, but what I was going to say is if, if we were to read blessed, yeah. being from Brazil, right. you would say blessed. Really? Yeah, you would say that. So what you're saying is Brazil really at some point... <laughs> was part of Canada. Was part of Canada? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know that everybody in Canada says blessed. I think there's a generation there from a geographical part. This all comes from our uncle Leonard, who said that we're essentially saying it wrong, that it's blessed body wear. Right. In in Portuguese, you would say abençoado. Abençoado? Yeah. And what's the translation? Blessed. (laughs) (laughs) So how would you say blessed body wear? Um... Hopa abençoada. So you don't want to wait to do that. Like if there's a car accident, you have to say that to save your life. That's not the thing you want to say, right? No, it no. Takes a usually, long time. Yeah. Well, How long should the pause I, be before you say? No, you know what? It's it's so weird because anytime I have to translate things one way or the other, it's like it's like I can't think of the word. It's I would not be a good translator, like a real real time translator. No, it's not that. It's just it goes both ways. It's like when my mom's here. And you're saying one thing and she's saying another thing and you're both telling me to translate to each other. And I'm like, I just want to jump out the window. I'm just going to stop speaking to your mom. (laughs) 
<laughs> I should learn more Portuguese. You it's never... been how many years? We, we've been together 10 years mm-hmm. and I, I know very rudimentary Portuguese. I just need to learn more. Well, you know, it's just not a priority <laughs> since we're here in America. But I've got so much time on my hands. Yeah, you know, all I that time. Learn at least one other language. <laughs> I think I will. You know what? I'm gonna I'm gonna take on you know what? In three months from now, what day is it today? Don't even <clears throat> don't even say that. No, but I want to be accountable. But you've you've said that so many times. I want to do just... the intro in Portuguese. <laughs> like in three months I can do that, right? Sure. Okay. Three months, everybody. Mark it on your calendar. You just need a week to do that. I'll train you. November, December, January, January 15th, (laughs) I will do the intro to this show in Portuguese. Put it on your calendar. (laughs) (laughs) Or I will. (laughs) (laughs) I'll put it on my own calendar. So I wanted to talk today about... Uh, you know, like, cause again, yesterday we talked about making all these big plans and nothing's happened. Mm-hmm. And so I wanted to talk, I was sitting there thinking last night, uh, you know, I was hanging out with Jesse watching X Factor reruns on YouTube, right? He Good loves favorite pastime in the evening for loves him. Loves that show. Yeah. Um, and I was just thinking, you know, well, what, what do I want to do? It's been so long since we've had time. It's been two years since right. we've had time to say, Hey, what do you want to do today? Let's go do this. Yeah. We used to hike. I love hiking. I love hiking. What do you like most about it? You know, I've always loved um, walking. When I lived in San Diego. Mm -hmm. When you first moved to America? I first moved to America. I lived there for 10 years. I used to walk every day for at least an hour. On the weekends, I used to walk for like four hours sometimes. Did the movie Coming to America make you cry? The memories? (laughs) Did you dent? Like, was it a trigger for you? (laughs) Almost the same. Almost yeah, the same. Almost the same. It was like, that's I, my life. I still need somebody to throw rose petals. <laughs> you do? Yeah. I'm not throwing Auto- it off. Otherwise, I, I don't know how to move. <laughs> we'll I don't just know give where to Jesse go. a bag and he'll just <laughs> inadvertently drop so many. <laughs> he, he would <laughs> like that like job. <laughs> Could you imagine? <laughs> no, but when I first, when I first, I, I mean, first of all, let's be honest, San Diego is so let's. beautiful. Let's be honest. And when you live by the beach, it's mm-hmm. just just taking all in. But there's something about the, the hardest thing is when we're there mm-hmm. is being inside. Yeah, you don't want to be inside. Right. You just want to be outside all the time. And and I think for me, like particularly, like when you're outside and you're moving, you're walking. I mean, I I, I wouldn't be able to run that much, but you're walking and you're taking in nature and you're. It's just. It's the most centering, peaceful, incredible feeling. This is my hippie wife. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm just teasing. It is. It is such no, a, a is. big part of me. Yeah. And one of the hardest. And I'll tell so, you. I'll tell you something else. I've been in Vegas for ten years, mm-hmm. and finally this year, since we moved to a different part of town, and we're more like a little bit higher up in the mountain, and there's more trees around us and stuff like that. This is the first year I actually enjoy living living in Vegas. Yeah, I never felt, and I think we, it's we because had a nice here, neighborhood before, but but I mean we, we lived were there in, six years and our neighbors still wouldn't talk to us. Yeah, they were they were weird. Right. And, and we was, moved in here and everybody's friendly, super friendly. And our neighborhood before, like, probably is the nicest as far as like stuff to do and and all that. Like you talked about trees and it was just so beautiful and green there. But 
it, nobody was friendly. And nobody really got out and walked. Nobody no. really walks in Vegas. Well, in our neighborhood, there was no sidewalks. Yeah, there used to be no yeah, sidewalks. So at a million degrees in the summertime, we can't even take the dogs out there because they burn their feet on the pavement. Right. right. Yeah. And so now I'm enjoying because we started a couple of times this week. We we went for a walk with Jesse in our neighborhood and it's people awesome. are out. They're walking their dogs. They are just like outside. It's it's so nice. Right. And that's something I miss the most. When I lived in California, that's what I loved the most. I used to walk to work. Did you hike in California? I didn't really hike because I walked, you know, I walked everywhere and See, you I have like the, the beach. I like the hiking because I like the solitude. You know, I come from Canada and I was born well, in and California. In, you're not going to get solitude in your hiking because there's no. a million people in every trail. <laughs> yeah. But having you know, solitude. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's like it's like you hiking behind our house. <laughs> it's like standing on a New York street corner waiting for the light to change. Right? Exactly. It's just everybody's dressed in their uh, really cool hiking stuff. Totally. Yeah. I think you have to go to, you know, uh, well, here, I mean, hiking here, you know, we, we, we've done hikes out in Red Rocks, which is a busy place. It is a busy but place. But you can be out in that, on that mountain. And on depending on the trail. And, yeah. And depending on the trail and, and really not run into that many people. Yeah. I, I like the, I, I just like to move. I, what I don't like is. Good what point. I, Whenever what you I go do, hiking with Anna. What I do now yeah. is just sitting. Yeah. Whenever you go hiking with Anna, just understand you'd be staring at her back and butt the whole time because <laughs> she thinks it's a race, right? I'm up there exploring nature and Anna's like gone. <laughs> remember the we went, time I went we kayaking. Went, remember the time? Okay. We went to Petrina. If you're listening, Petrina, this was the most awesome trip ever. But Petrina got married in Mexico and she invited yeah. everybody, but she not just invited them, but put them up in the hotel and covered the transportation was, and everything. It was mind blowing. It was yes. mind blowing. But we get there and we decide we're going to go on this kayaking thing. So we're in a little Ocean group. kayaking. Yeah. So we're in this little group. You know, it's a tour type deal, right? They pick you up in a van and the whole nine yards. There's what? Right? Eight people, 10 people. Yeah. And and I ran into somebody from Melfort, Saskatchewan. I know. Where crazy. my uncle Leonard lives. Right. Yeah. That, right where I was born. Small place. We get in these kayaks and Anna's annoyed because the people in You're the kayaks... You're bumping into us. Well, oddly enough, they're not expert kayakers, <laughs> you know? They're in Mexico from places like Melfort, Saskatchewan, where there's, you know, about as far as you can be in Canada and from an ocean. And, but uh, they were, like, bumping onto our kayaks yeah, and cutting oddly in enough, front of I us. I expected they'd be expert kayakers. <laughs> so, so Anna's had enough, so we, we're going to creep ahead a little bit so that there's less traffic. Yes. So Anna's going, and, like, literally, we're like... At least a hundred yards. It's. I'm sure the guy's thinking that we're stealing the kayak at this <laughs> Stop point. It. And Anna's just you giving. You wouldn't it, even help me. No, baby, you're going like as hard as you could go. I just put. I just sat back and let you row. I was in the back of the kayak. I thought that the point of going kayak ten is feet ahead, getting honey. some exercise. Ten feet ahead, it's a plight distance. <laughs> you know, if anybody makes a like a natural noise, a bodily function noise, you know, nobody really hears it. It's just kind of a, you know, you just do your thing. Nobody's hitting any, but not a hundred yards, maybe two hundred yards. We no. had a good, we had a good probably two hundred miles separation from the rest of the group. No, three hundred yards. Stop it. Three hundred yards if it was an inch. Well, I'm not like one to just kind of like, duh, 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 you know. But at that distance, I mean, it's no question mm-hmm. that you just don't like them at that point. <laughs> then there's this awkward drive back in our in the van. We never saw them again. 
We did. They were really annoying. <laughs> Let's be honest. <laughs> they were so annoying. But, but the cool thing and they was... they were a- asking questions the entire time. The poor, like the tour guide. That's his job. That's what he does. But it was annoying They're me. excited. You take <laughs> Jesse out, what does he do all day long? <laughs> but he's cute. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, we get there, we park in this secluded beach, and then we went snorkeling. Yep. How did you like the snorkeling? Oh, I loved it. First of all, the water was so warm. This is a girl that loves the beach, yeah. but doesn't go in the water. And, unless it's just to sort of cool off, right? Well, usually we go to the beach in California when, you know, it's not that warm. Right. <laughs> I, I like, I love the water, but there's a couple things you got to understand. Mm-hmm. First of all, mm-hmm. if I just wash my hair, I'm not going <laughs> to get in the water. And you want to look all hot for the beach, right? Well, yeah, because, you know, I'm going to have a tan that night and I'm going to want to, <laughs> you know, dress up. And, you know, if I go in the water, it sets me back a whole hour of preparation. So there's that. And uh-huh. then there's the fact that the California water, there's only a couple months out of the year that I really enjoy going in. July and August. Right. Because it's somewhat, you know, warm. You're such a princess. The rest of the time is really cold. You can always tell the Canadians when you go to California in the wintertime because everybody else is dressed in parkas and they're out there running on the beach in their shorts and swimming. I know. Right. You I know, used to be that guy. Every time I got to, every time I got to, and I used to travel to LA, you know, kind of frequently. Yeah. Every time I got there, the first place from the airport, bags and everything are still in the car and I'm running down the beach and swimming in the ocean. My, my mom's brother... Um, and his wife and my cousins, they lived in Germany. They live in Germany now, but they lived our entire lives. And it was the same thing because they always come to visit in the wintertime. Right. And I remember <laughs> wearing like uh, a jacket, you know, the jackets back then. I hate saying this, but I'm 43. So and I'm from Brazil. So the the jackets back then, like say 30 years ago, they weren't as insulated as now. Yeah. And so you needed like a, a a short sleeve, a long sleeve, a, you know, a cardigan and then a jacket to be, and then a scarf. And I looked and my aunt was wearing like a t-shirt. Yeah. And I'm like, what is, what is going wrong on? with you? What is wrong? And they were like, oh, this is the nicest but the weather. Thing is, the thing is, is that, that they're coming there. And this is the thing that always blew my mind going there is that the seasons are opposite because it's the Southern hemisphere. So, right. so July is, that's the coldest time of the year, right? Right. And so, yeah, exactly. Right. But, you know, but, but then I realized that when we leave Vegas, like last month we went to California and we got there and everybody is in their bathing suit and we right. are like, oh, let's put a little long sleeve t-shirt on. I know, you know? I've gotten so soft. <laughs> it's hard. I used to, when I was a cop, I'd walk the beat in, you know, like 40 below and for 12 hours and, and that's just normal, right? Yeah. And now it's like when it gets to seven, like now it's in the seventies and I'm in long sleeve and, and, and long pants. You know, now that we had a couple of like colder days last week, I'm kind of ready. And so to this morning I was kind of annoyed that I didn't need a little like light jacket You kind of get your head in one place and it's not that movable, is it? (laughs) Like it's fall now. (laughs) I always get. Layers answer. Just just dress in layers. So so hiking. Hiking is something that I think I want to, you know, back to our original topic. Hiking I think is something that I like. Would you hike with Jesse on your back? One of those like backpacks for kids? I I think, no, no. Not in a million years. Why? (laughs) <laughs> it's not where I'm from. It's not who I am. Either I'll sling them over my back and just take the pain or 
I don't think Jesse's going to sit there long enough. He is a total outside kid. Yeah. So he's going to, I got to go someplace with him. And this is what I did on Saturday. I went and kind of hiked up right behind our house. Like we're, our house backs onto like the mountain. Right. Mm-hmm. And so, uh, you know, you, we, we had coyotes at our neighborhood the other night, mm-hmm. you know, I know. going through houses and stuff like that. But we literally back onto the mountain. So it was, you know, right there. I can see my, my house and I'm standing up on this pile of rocks on this mountain. So anyway, <clears throat> I went down that trail cause it was a trail originally made for servicing power lines, right? Mm-hmm. So it's like a road. You could drive down that road, right? But there's some other trails that, that mountain bikers use and stuff like that. And so I was looking for a nice flat trail that where he's not going to fall off something and break his neck. Did you find it? I think we did. I think we can go for a hike back there with him. I think I'd put him in a stroller, honestly, because he gets to a point where he just wants to get out of the stroller. Yeah. And then he wants to explore. But when he explores, he's really not going anywhere. It's like everything <laughs> happens in a, like a 10-foot radius, right? Right, right. So you got to be prepared to just sort of stop. That's what I was saying, the backpack. Yeah. and like, I mean, for us, yeah. we want to go for distance and we want to see stuff and we want to get high and like not high, like pot. I mean, it's like <laughs> elevation, go up, Yeah, you know, Yeah, and we want to climb, right? And uh, And I don't think that's good for him. Right. So you think no red rocks yet? No. I mean, I could do a solo out there or how could, about, how about a, a little, um, we tod- a toddler backpack. No, but he can get the view and Anna, how long do you think uh, that little boy is going to sit in that toddler backpack before he's screaming his head off one and we'll be try We'll be up in the side of a mountain somewhere and that's when he's going to want to get out and he'll be screaming and kicking. Well, and I think that if he has the view, he can probably hang in there. Do you know your son? <laughs> Let me tell you something about your son. That's why he and I bump heads. It, we never, it's never the most opportune time when he wants anything. You know, <laughs> we're driving down the road. He wants his window down, roll the window down. What does he do? Starts firing out bottles and, yes. you know, that's our son, right? So it's, it's, it's going to be, we're going to get up someplace where it's not safe with him on our back. He's safe with us, but not safe for him. You, and that's when he's going to want down. You know where we should go? We should go to uh, Torrey Pines in San Diego because it's pretty flat and you can take the stroller. What I'm saying is we can go behind our house. There's there's nobody there. Okay. But I think we should take him hiking. I'll and then back. I think solo, solo, I'd like to go out and do some hikes again. And it'll be, maybe can, we'll get a babysitter. Can you keep up with me? <laughs> the best part about hiking with you is just watching your butt. <laughs> With binoculars. I have no problem with that. <laughs> How about surfing? I mean, it's late in the year now, but this is when the surfing gets really, really good, right? It's in winter. Yeah, but it's probably too good for us. For, I used to surf 20 years ago. I, I went and... I, and I when I say surf, I say, you know, only when the water's warm. <laughs> <laughs> It's like I golf in the low 80s and guys go, oh, really? Yeah, yeah. Any colder than that and I don't go out. You exactly. Know? <laughs> that's, that, that was my surfing experience. You got, me, you got me in the water a couple of years back and, yeah. and I, I liked it, but I wasn't able to stand up. I did lots and lots of thrashing and falling over. And You had to, first of all, you had the wrong surfboard. Too small of a surfboard. Yeah. I, I was a big fat potato then though. I mean, I was probably 240 i'm like 211 now so i think it would be easier wouldn't it definitely would be easier yeah definitely you have to be agile yeah you don't all that muscle just makes you sink right right and used to be a lot more muscular then and i feel like you're more agile now i think that you would 
definitely do better. But also, I wouldn't get one of those, you know, foam because we rented that board. I know, and but they always tell was, you that's a good board to be. Yeah, with. I don't think so because when I used to you, go, if out, you go to the rental place or Costco or something like that, they got those real thick styrofoam boards. Yeah, which I guess those are great for kids because they weigh like nothing. But I don't think they're good it's for like, adults. For me, it was like trying to sit on top of a cork. That's exactly it. And so it was hard to balance. It was just hard. I think the easiest is to get a long board, like a, a really long, long mm-hmm. board, mm-hmm. and just practice on that. And that's that's the, that's that's how I used to surf. And you don't do it in the wintertime, at least here, because so the, it's too... the the. The, the waves are too big to learn. Uh, the first time I went to California, I was in my 30s, I think, or yeah, late 20s, whatever it was. And I felt at that time I was just too old to surf. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. Really? And I wish I would have learned then because right. there's really no age. You go out there, yeah. and this is the amazing thing. There's lots of guys that are older, like oh, my yeah. age and older and yeah. younger, you know, but that age. And, and guys that are learning at that age, there's mm-hmm. really no age barrier for that, is there? No, 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 exactly. And that's the thing, you know, because when you think of surfing, you think about those kids in a short board doing all kinds of tricks and stuff. And that is one one style, you know, mm-hmm. but to just cruise and just get a longboard and cruise, you know, and there's so many spots, especially here. Um, that is just those long here waves. Here meaning Southern California. In, yeah, in the, in the, on the so- Southern California on the West Coast. And it's just those long waves that go forever. And that's why, you know, there's so much, so many long borders here because mm-hmm. you can do that. That is fun. I feel like that is fun. And because, okay, like if you go snowboarding. Mm-hmm. You spend the whole, the whole first day on your butt. <laughs> yes. The entire day. And, you know, when you're surfing, like sometimes it's just nice to sit on your board and hang out hang out out there. Right. You know, waiting for that wave, but also just taking it all in. Like, it's just nice. I mean, I, I enjoy snowboarding, but honestly, um, now I would be afraid of an injury. Just because it's so easy to, like to do something to your knee or, you know, when you fall. Mm -hmm. Because sometimes if you're going faster, you fall and then you have, uh, of course, if you're not that good too, but you have no way of stopping uh, the board from turning and then you turn and your knee is out. Because it's attached to the board. Because it's attached to the board. So if you don't have that much experience, you don't know how to That's what I liked about skiing. And I know skiing is still hard on knees. Yeah. But... The ski breaks away. Right. Right. If you fall, the ski breaks away. Yeah. I think snowboarding and like when that is something I would want to get Jesse like now when, you know, with, uh, probably not this year, but maybe next year at two or three, you yeah. know, and. Sorry about that. There was a uh, delivery. <laughs> <laughs> and the dogs. And the dogs barked and we leave them in here. Normally they don't bark. No. Most times you don't even know they're there. <laughs> they hate the until anybody guy. takes a breath outside the door <laughs> it's the delivery guy like it's a male and the guy that cuts our grass right they don't like him they don't like anything they don't like leaves blowing past the house <laughs> i don't know if you pay attention or not but they just like to bark so getting back to the to the surfing if a guy wanted to get into surfing rent a board get a lesson right you know no, no matter what it's it's there, there's a technique to it all yeah. And, but, the, but there's not a lot. I mean, if you, what is it a lesson? 30 minutes? Yeah. 30 minutes to an hour. One time I went with a, with some friends 
And I went to La Jolla and we did the lesson thing. Mm -hmm. And that was great. And it wasn't with foam boards, by the way. It, you know, and so you spend, I don't know, 15 minutes on the sand just learning to get up. Yep. And then you get in with your board and the instructor is right there. And it's totally worth it. So when you say a long board, just for people that don't know in case they want to learn surfing, I, yeah. I, I know I got to have at least an eight foot board. At least. Yeah. yeah. Eight to 10 foot is what I would pick. Yeah. So, and it's just, so those little short boards that the kids are on. Oh, that's so hard. Yeah, it's more advanced, right? It's yeah, it's it's just a whole different thing, you know. It's just, it's it's kind of like you know skateboarding. Right. The shorter the board, the harder, the harder it is to control, and the longer it is, you just cruise because you have a lot more stability. Unless you're like me, and then you get it on a hill. Okay, so I bought this longboard, right? See, the whole idea is I wanted to be able to, <laughs> you know, it, this is back when we were going to first, you know, look into foster kids, right? Yeah. And possibly adopting. Yeah. And so, so we want to be foster parents and if the right opportunity came up, we would be what they call an adoptive resource. So right. my feeling was, okay, I'm in my late fifties. I got to be fit. So I want to lose some weight, get more into endurance training. So I have more flexibility, more fitness, stuff like that. And, uh, and I wanted to be the guy that was teaching my son how to skateboard, not the guy watching his son skateboarding. Right. So I bought a nice long board. It was great. Um, <clears throat> first time out. First time out. <laughs> you I, choose a heel. Why? Well, why I knew how to. I knew, I knew how to balance. I knew how to take off. Uh -huh. uh, just didn't. I forgot about learning how to stop before I got on the board. So we stopped the hard way, right? Then there was another time I was feeling a little bit more confident now because I'd been on the board a few times. Yeah. And I decided we take the dogs for a walk one night. It's late. It's dark outside. Yeah. And there's this long, long hill parking lot that on this long grade. So I got on this thing and there's a chain at the bottom. And I figured, you know, I know what I'm going to do. <laughs> Anna's down by the chain. I'm going to come zooming down this hill. I'll leap over the chain, uh -huh. land on the board. It would be a cool trick. Because you see it at the skate park. It doesn't seem that hard. There's the almost difference no difference between speed. you and Jesse and the way you think. <laughs> Today he thought he could jump out of the chair and that he would be totally fine. He climbed up the side of the bathtub and he was going to jump into the tub. Dump. But there's no water. Yeah, he calls it dumping. Yeah. Dump. Dump. Mom, dump. <laughs> Dump. <laughs> that means he's going to leap off of something. So anyway, I come down this hill and realize I'm going way too fast to even remotely attempt this thing. And I had no place to stop, no anything. So rather than going through the chain and, you know, really hurting myself, mm -hmm. I figured I'd just sort of, you know, turn off to the side and, and you broke crash and roll, right? <laughs> broke a couple of ribs, smashed My face was so smashed up. <laughs> Looked like I got hit with a bat. And so oh. I really haven't been on my board that much since then, but I think I'm ready to get going on it again. On a flat surface? I'm going to do it the smart way. I'm going to learn how are to you, stop. Are you really? <laughs> well, I talked to a kid once and I said, how do you stop? Yeah. And he says, well, you know, you need some shoes with a fairly solid sole and then you just kind of drag your foot. And he you showed haven't. me and it's like, oh, pff, I can do that. You know, right. how hard can it be? <laughs> Famous last word. <laughs> so I have my, my skateboard here at the shop and I'm just going to, I'm just going to practice. You always take like an empty parking lot and that's the best way, you mm -hmm. know, on a flat surface. Instead of an empty head and just do it wherever I did it. Right. Gotcha. Yeah. No downhill. But these are things I want to do. I think skateboarding would be a nice relaxing way of just kind of, you know, scooting around. Just You know, you know what I think? I think that there's certain things there for certain areas. Like I, I feel like, you know, skateboarding in Vegas, it would be stressful because... Why? 
because there's no like great boardwalk to just cruise and everybody's like stressed out and they don't like they don't respect you go, you go to San Diego but just over here from the shop there's uh-huh. Sunset Park right there is yeah and it's nice and flat and they got these long long paths you can go and i don't think you can skateboard on the pla- on the path what <laughs> i i don't know i might be wrong Check. i'm going to get one of those like lone ranger masks then and i'll they'll know that i'm like a up to skullduggery right and i'll just go around there i don't know check if you can that would be good yeah but in traffic Traffic's always a challenge. <laughs> to say the least, yeah. yes. <laughs> Especially because I don't know what the heck I'm doing. Right. Honestly, I'd be happy just zipping around the Walmart lot. I think that would be fun. <laughs> I'm easy to please. No, but the cool thing is, is when you go, like we go out to San Diego often mm-hmm. and, uh, you know, you go out to Mission Bay and yeah. you can zip up and down that boardwalk that all day long. That is fun. Yeah. yeah. So I, I just do my training here. Yeah. And then I'll do my Oh, that's a good idea. There. Yeah. Uh, the other day we were at the park um, mm-hmm. with Jesse and he was like in love with this little boy sa- skateboard. So yeah. he might be ready for it. I think he will be soon. Yeah. So that, how about skydiving? Would you do it again? So I went skydiving. These are things I want to do. I want to get back into hiking. I'm mm-hmm. going to get better on my skateboard. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> um, I've got like 77 dives as a scuba diver. I just got to get current. And my buddy Randall, the, the guy that's the jet blue pilot, yeah. um, he lives in, in Fort Lauderdale now. And he's uh, he started this whole brand. It's called Florida Diver. Randall Sands, Florida Diver. You got to check it out. He's on YouTube. Or, uh, he's on YouTube. Yeah. But he's also on Instagram. But he's... Uh, he's Taking a little time off work right now, just taking a little vacation, and he's been diving like a crazy man and making these videos. Mm-hmm. And so uh, I'm going to get current You're again. You're ready go to go there. with yeah, him, man. I want to go out there and hang with Randall. I, I, this is something I, you know, I, I feel like I would like it, but I'm a little bit scared because I am claustrophobic. And the thing of it is, is it, and that's I think the the assumption most people have. But when you get underwater, just don't dive. Dive in a place with good visibility, right? Because it's just like anything else. You can see all around you. Mm-hmm. There's nothing to be claustrophobic about. And when you just get accustomed to breathing underwater, and the, the air is under pressure. Right. Uh, and so it just it's not like you got to suck to get the, you know, you don't have to work to get the air. It shoots into your mouth, right? Right. As soon as you just take a little pull on it, it just like fills up your lungs, right? So it's, there's, there's nothing that really triggers that claustrophobic response unless you're in... If you're diving a night dive, that can get claustrophobic. And if you're diving in low visibility water, and I've done both and I don't have a problem with it, you know? So I think that I just need to try it out and I'll know. Best thing about diving, you can't take your phone. (laughs) (laughs) Best thing in the world. And it's just so much nature. It's just, it's just. I I did enjoy uh, um, snorkeling, so Mm -hmm. I might like it. I think you'd love it. Honestly, you would. Yeah, I think. And if we go to Florida and it's warm. And I know that I'll enjoy So hiking, it more. surfing, skateboarding, scuba diving, yeah. skydiving, back to the skydiving. Would you do it again? I did it once in like uh, 1980 and it was under one of those great big mil- military canopies and it was just stupid. Like you're oh, rocketing to the ground, you land like a, a bag of yeah, potatoes. Yeah, and, you, and you, you don't get a lot of free fall with that, right? Cause well, it was, it was uh, not real. No, it was no free fall. It yeah. was a static line. So it's hooked static, to the airplane yeah. and it pops like you got three seconds. So you get the sensation right. of rocketing to the earth face first. Right. And then boom, you're snapped, you know, under yeah. the canopy. Um, I, I went skydiving four times, I think, um, when uh, just about almost 20 years ago. 
And I do, you know why I did it? Cause I'm terrified of heights mm-hmm. and I was at a point in my life where I, I was ready for a fresh start and I was like, you know what? I'm going to face my fears and this is going to be one of them. And I, the night before my first, uh, my first jump, <laughs> I didn't sleep because I was telling myself, you absolutely cannot go Did you think you were going to die? No, I thought that I wasn't going to jump Oh, you're afraid to, that you to freeze jump. and not jump. Like right. I was that afraid. So all night. Would I you would, rather die than that? It was a dumb question. <laughs> <laughs> no, it, it, I would think that you'd be afraid of dying. That, that That's what would prevent you from jumping. Well, it, I think fear of heights is, I don't know if it's like a hundred percent to do with dying or mm-hmm. just the the, f- the sensation. The sensation. Right. The sensation. And the thing is, is that, so so all night I would be visualizing me in the airplane <laughs> and the door would open <laughs> and I had to jump, right? right? Right, And so the way they do it is before you, because I didn't go tandem. Okay. Tandem is when you go and you're strapped hooked to, to somebody else. Strapped to the, because that, you know, they're basically carrying you. So right. you, you don't do anything. So the way I did it is you, t- you take a course that is a four hours course. And mine was two because I was the only student. Yep. And um, so you were the hottest one there <laughs> by far. <laughs> the hottest one in class. Yeah. Um, so I took, you know, I took the class and I, you know, I'm, I feel like I'm pretty smart. So I got everything and you do a little test and you're like, okay, you're ready. And then you go outside and you practice like, because you have to practice your body positions after you jump. Right. So you stabilize right. and you, you prevent, you know, from falling too fast. And so you do that a little practice and then you get all suited up and you go in this little airplane where the doors never even shut. Cause it's like, what's the point? And you go 13,000 feet mm-hmm. and you can see, like, you can just see getting higher and higher and higher. And I'm like, why am I jumping out of a perfectly good airplane? And maybe I'll Who, even Whose die. idea was this anyway? Yeah. Why was that a good idea? I could just get on one of those, like, open elevators that just have the glass. And right. that could be, you know, my, my <laughs> breaking my fear. And then I'm like... And I remember at the time I worked at the gym, I didn't make that much money, right? And so it cost me four, so over $400 for mm-hmm. this. And that was the only thing that I could, <laughs> that I'm like, okay, I cannot, you know, I spent this much money and now I have to jump. <laughs> and when it was time for me to go to the door, like literally I couldn't even breathe. I was so, I've never been that afraid in my life, but... The moment you jump and you have like an instructor each side of you to, mm-hmm. to help you stabilize. And then do they pull your, your report? No, you pull it, but they help you like right. remind if, you. If you forget to, they'll yank it for you. Yeah, exactly. So, um, and then what they do is they fall another thousand feet mm-hmm. on their own. And then they, so they, they land before you and you have a little radio and they tell you, Pull right, pull left, and so you can land. You know, you have to go in a in a square Circle, yeah, yeah. pattern. So anyway, but what happens is when you jump out of the airplane, you don't feel like you're falling. You feel like you're floating. And so there's absolutely zero fear. Actually, what happens is 
people forget to pull their their cord mm -hmm. because it feels so good. Mm -hmm. And so you're just like, woohoo, and just floating. And then they're like, and then you know what happened? My my watch, altimeter. That she, the altimeter, it it was no, broken. So they're like, pull, pull. And I'm like, hi, you know. <laughs> You're that chick. Because they're taking video. <laughs> I don't have that video. But they, uh, they're taking video and they're like, pull, pull. And I'm like, hi. And, and so the guy's like, pull, you know, like cut it off. And so I pulled it. And that was a, a terrible sensation because it like yanks you. Mm -hmm. And you almost feel like you went back up. Mm -hmm. And... And that's when I got scared because now I'm coming down on this big old parachute thing and, and I'm like, oh, what if the wind blows me away? <laughs> it, so, but anyway, long story short. Were you short, wearing heels? <laughs> I should have been. I was coming down on this parachute thing. <laughs> <laughs> and, then, and then the minute I landed, uh -huh. I'm like, I need to go back up. You really I, liked it that much? Yeah. Like it was so scary, but it was such a high. And I went back the next day. I'm like, I got to go back. And because this time I wanted to actually enjoy it. Did you conquer your fear of flying? I, I, I did. Um, or fear of, fear of heights. Fear of heights. I, I'm much better now. Yeah. But I still have a fear of heights. Sure. Like I don't like staying on those high rises that have the, the top, you know, the, uh, floor to, to ceiling yeah. windows. I don't, I don't enjoy that, but I'm not nearly as much, a, a, as bad as I was, but I went the second time. And then each time you go, you learn a technique. Like you learn to spin 360, you learn to do like, um, like roll, roll forward, roll backwards, you know, things like that. And I, after seven jumps, then you can just go on your own and do your own thing. And it was right about like jump three or four. I can't remember now if I went three or four times that I was like, okay, I'm done. And I was just like, you know, this is a very expensive sport and I can see how it can become just all consuming. And at the end of the day, every time you jump, you are risking your life. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, yeah, I don't need that. I can move on now. And that, that was it. And now I just feel like it's something I did, but it's not something I dream of doing again. See, when I did it, I, I can't remember. It was like a hundred bucks for the course. and It was like 12 bucks a jump or something like yeah. that. Uh -huh. It's just that when I did it, I did it with a buddy. Yeah. And he was more nervous about jumping out the plane and he hurt his ankle when he landed, right? Because mm -hmm. these parachutes, just you drop like a rock. Yeah, yeah. And there's no fun way to land. You don't land standing up. You right. land in a heap. And, right. And uh, uh, I didn't mind that part. What it was is it was Canada. It was fall and it was really freaking cold. Ugh. So by the time you get to the ground, it's like, oh God, thank goodness. I'm right. freezing to death, you know? Right. Um, and so I was going to wait till spring and I just never went back. I would definitely do it again, but I don't know that I would take it as a sport. Yeah. Just because it, this may sound dumb, but most people that skydived that I knew at yeah. the time were, you know, they weigh 170 pounds. <laughs> yes. I weighed 245 pounds. Right. <clears throat> getting equipment that fit was always rough and I just you know I just thought you know this I'll be that guy that dies doing this <laughs> yeah, you, you know, know I mean? your odds right yeah and I'd rather be in the water I, I love it I love flying but I would scuba dive or I would I would skydive once or twice or whatever but I don't think I'd make it into a, a hobby yeah for me personally that's that's how I felt I'm like okay you know now I'm, now I'm done kind of mm -hmm. thing um it's, it's kind of the same thing it, but I think it's something you got to do once 
Like if it was 400 bucks, I'd spend the 400 bucks, do it once or twice, and then I'm right. good. Right, right. Yeah, I, I feel like it was worth the money. I really do. I think it's an experience. Although my my third jump, I went, I used to work at a gym. I used to manage a gym in San Diego. And the owner, I told, you know, I told them what I did and like right, that. Right. And he's like, this would be a great like group bonding experience. So <laughs> he bought a jump for everybody that worked there. Oh, awesome. And I was the only one that had taken the course. So he just paid for my jump alone, but everybody else went tandem. Well, there's this one girl that worked with us and she was one of those girls that she's just, she's just tall and thin. And she was the, everybody's always like in this bodybuilding diets and right, stuff. Right. You know, I, that was my beginning in the bodybuilding. And so we all have our little, Tupperware <laughs> and stuff like that. And she's like, I can eat whatever I want and blah, 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 all day long, right? And we're like, okay, duh, that's great for you. And then you got to the point where it's like, shut up, right? Right. So we got to the to the I, base. I, I sense a revenge story coming up. Well, so it wasn't planned, but it was kind of funny. But uh, we got to the base and everything is late. Like they were late with the plane. or I, I can't remember if it was the conditions or whatever. And they're like, oh, there's a, this little Mexican place across the street. You can just go hang out I there. where this is going. So I had a coffee and I'm like, oh, I just had my shake for breakfast. I don't need anything. And it was a Mexican restaurant. I wasn't going to put any of that into my temple. And, <laughs> you know, she goes... Oh, I'll have the taquitos, please, you know. And she's like, yum, yum, yum. She can eat them and you can't because it's not part of your diet. Totally, like eating right in front of me. And I was, she's like, oh, these are really good. And so we go back and then all of a sudden they call us. And it's like, oh, it's time to go. So we go. And sure enough, when we all landed, yeah. we look and she threw up all over the instructor <laughs> and her hair like she had this long curly hair and it was all over her hair and she was crying and Did i you ask her how her taquitos tasted <laughs> the second time <laughs> ask the instructor how he tasted he was pissed oh I like can he imagine. was so mad and but you know what i felt so bad for her mm -hmm. and i said i said okay i'll drive you, you home you offered to buy her more taquitos <laughs> here come on let's go back i'll get you some more yeah, I see you drop those. You feel better? <laughs> no. So I have like, when I smell, when somebody Everybody vomits. Goes, everybody's going to hate us now. <laughs> when somebody vomits, I start gagging, right? Right. But I offer her to drive her home. She doesn't have a car. Mm -hmm. So I said, I'll drive you home because she was crying and I felt bad for her. And, you know, it's not her fault that she can eat everything and not gain an ounce. <laughs> You're so catty. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I, uh, I, I had to have the windows down and like put my face outside the car because I felt like I wanted to throw up now. <laughs> had to drive for 30 minutes and, you know. Did it all end well? Yeah, she was okay. Was she more humble after that? Uh, she was actually. Group bonding. <laughs> Great experience. Yes. Let's do it again. <laughs> I think she started eating a little more healthy after that. <laughs> and with that pleasant thought, we'll leave you today. Thank you very much for listening to Good Land and Scripted, the podcast. We'll be back tomorrow with another scintillating show. Mm -hmm.